Welcome to Practically a Fabrengen, a podcast about life, about getting real, and about Chabad Hasidus. Here's our hosts, Menachem Poznanski and Rabbi Meir Pricker. Hi, and welcome back. This is Menachem Poznanski. Thank you for joining us. A reminder to please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review. It helps us get the good word out. And please feel free to contact us with any questions or comments. You can always contact us by email at consciouslythepodcast.com at gmail.com. Today's episode picks up in the middle of a conversation exploring why Tanya is called Sefer Shalbanonim, the secrets and the mysteries hidden in this often misunderstood term. So that brings up another question, though, that, that Tanya addresses directly. So maybe you can speak to that also, which is, it seems like certain people are uh, born naturally better than others. And, and also the Tanya brings down a, uh, a passage from Eov where it talks about uh, God making us swear that we're going to be tzaddikim. So what's, what is that about? Like, like you're talking about seize the moment, be a bainani, and yet, and Natanya discusses this, so this kind of is a good jumping off point. Um, are we born righteous? Are we born flawed? Okay. No. We, um, we're introduced to a partner on the way down. That's the animal soul, which we'll get to in a minute. But, but to talk about what you're saying is it's very important to mention. That's the first thing that Tanya starts with. Quotes a Gemara, and that says what happens to the soul before it comes down to this world. It says it swears, it swears, it Russia. swear that you're going to be a tzaddik and you're not going to be a Russia. Now, let's, let's understand that. As you say, let's unpack that. It's, it's a soul, which is spiritual, and it's in Gan Eden, and he's dealing with the spiritual entities, and they're making a promise to swear that he's going to be a, a tzaddik. <laughs> of course. What does that mean? I think I, I, it's, it's like coming into, you don't know what's going to be like the experience. You, you may, someone comes out of school and after college, out of business degree, and they say, swear to me you're going to be a billionaire. I don't know. I learned some stuff here. I'm going to try to do the best I can. I can't tell you I'm going to be a billionaire. <laughs> it's challenging out there. You know, what do you mean? And not only that, the, the, the Nisham itself is so naive that it doesn't, the Gemara doesn't even say that it argues back. It says, right. oh, okay. Yeah, he, prom- he swears. He goes along. Yeah, I swear. Right, because if swear. you came out of college and you're like, oh, make a billion dollars, you're like, of course I can make a billion dollars. I learned all yeah. this stuff. <laughs> right. I know right. all these things. Yeah. <laughs> And he goes, he goes to the person on the job who searches. He goes, no, they're not offering billionaires here as a job. <laughs> so what's, so the answer is that the term ajbiyim to swear in the Jewish context is what do you mean you swear? What does that mean? I remember someone told me, like, give me your word. <laughs> give me your word. If, I told you the first time I'm going to do it. If I wasn't going to be truthful the first time, I'm not going to be truthful the second time either. <laughs> you, you swear? Women? So, but the truth is, there is something when you say swear. That's such a powerful <laughs> thing just now that you just said. That's very powerful. And the question implies, it's so deep. <laughs> the question implies that your word is not worth anything. Yeah. <laughs> or, or the same thing, are you sure? What do you mean? Am I sure? You asked me. I answered to you. Of course, I'm sure. Of course, I'm sure. What are you trying to say? I'm never sure. No, that when I when you talk to me, you're not sure. You know. Anyways, the bottom line, going back over here, 
It's like when, when someone says to you, I'm not going to lie. You'd be like, yeah, that's that. Why would I have assumed you were going to lie? <laughs> when they say that, it's time to turn around and leave. <laughs> Doesn't make a difference. Make up your own conversation. They're lying. Majbian um, means they empower. It's from the term, it's from the, from the Sherish Sova, which means satiate. When, when they say the Bezdin in Shamayim, they swear the Neshama to be a tzaddik, and he takes that swearing, it means they, stay, they empower the Neshama with all the tools that are going to be needed for his or her particular job that they are destined to do in this world. There's going to be all kinds of challenges that each one of us is going to have in life. And each one of us is going to, at one point, is going to say, okay, this is, this is past our pay grade. That's why the Gemara says this, and that's why the Tanya starts off with this. It's not, you, you were empowered for this experience. You, your swearing means that they gave you the power. They don't, want you, they don't want your false promise. They want to be able to, you can make that promise because you're going to be able to make it happen because you're empowered with the ability to get over that challenge. It's, it might be difficult, but you're empowered. And therefore, if you don't, they have an argument. Why didn't you do it? So there's an expectation that each are going to become tzaddikim? Righteous people? That's, 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 a, gonna, that's a, a very hard question to answer at this early stage in Tanya. What exactly does he mean? So why don't we, at this point, for, this, for the conversation purposes, say tzaddik means to overcome, to be able to be in a good place, to do the right thing. And and a Russia meaning to not do the right thing. Let's just take it down to to that degree. It's not wrong in that interpretation, but even that, and that's going to fit in what we learn later on in Tanya. So when we're given a challenge, we can overcome that challenge. He doesn't. When he says tzaddik, you don't have to. You don't have to define. You don't have to define the tzaddik as the most righteous. You know, as the as Moshe Rabbeinu saying did good did good he did god put a thing and you know gave you a job he needed you personally to do it there was a challenge to do it and you overcame it because you had the abilities and you you actualized it by actualizing actualizing the promise you are making life you're making you're making a perfect a beautiful life so that's how that's that's how he starts off and that's very important to, 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 to know that. And then to end, the next point in the swearing, he says, and even if the whole world says you're a tzaddik, you should look at yourself as a Russia, which is odd. Like, you know, why not believe everybody that you're a tzaddik? If it comes to you and says, Menachem, I'm sure you get it all the time. Menachem, you're a good guy. So, if everybody says Menachem is a good guy, he is a good guy. Why, why should you think anything else? They say, no, don't believe them. Why, why, why? No, you should look at yourself as not a good guy. What, 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 what purpose? Why? To get to that Bainini. To be able to not get stuck on one side of the wall, but to get to that zone, that godly gene that has no limitations, that has access to who we should really be and what we can turn over, how we can change life our world and everybody's world, you can't just get molded and say, I did it, I, I overcame it, I'm good. No, 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 there's another level. You find it in Davra Melech, in Tehillim, 
especially after what happened with Bathsheba. You see that he never came to terms with it. The Gemara says he was right. Everybody says he's right. There's nobody that didn't look at this story and, and judge him correct. The only person that judged him incorrect is himself. He says, Chatosi, it's my sin. He always saw it as a sin. Why? Not to break himself. Not to destroy him, to make himself negative, to, to, to depress him, but to, to keep him focused on the goal. And that's how he became David HaMelech. That's how he became. <clears throat> you know, it's interesting. The, the, the Gemara says that, that David was jealous, not jealous in a nice way, of the office, of what they have accomplished. And he's like, how, how, did they, how do I get to that? And they said, well, they were tested. So he said, so? Test me, because he knew he was a good guy. And unfortunately, that story with Bacheva happened. And then he realized how powerful it is to not ask to be tested. But the truth is, he got what he wanted. Because he, he, he turned, he, he became the tzaddik, the benedini, the, 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 the bauchova, the everything. He went through the whole thing because he always, he did, he, this swearing is something that he lived by. He didn't care that everybody said, you're good, you're right, you, you did correct. No, I could have done this differently. I could. There's a deeper part, there's a deeper way of looking at this that I am guilty. You're looking at it on, on this level. On this level, I'm okay, but I, I'm not. That's, uh, that's only one side of the wall. It's another, there's another wall. So the other side comes together with a bane in me by making a decision. And that decision is that I'm not, that it's a corner. And I got to get from this side, and I got to get to this side. It's very intense what you're saying. Let me, let me, let me just tell me if I'm, I'm, I'm hearing you right. What you're saying is, and, and these are all reflected in teachings in Tanya, and we've, both, we've learned this together, and we've learned it separately much more than me. So, so we're, we're operating within that context. So you know, one of the things that the Tanya does is talks about terms and defining terms. And, and one of the things that you talked about is that when it says tzaddik, it, it could, in, in some ways it means the person, the Moshe Rabbeinu, the great sage, the great righteous person who's living on a totally uh, otherworldly level. And it also can mean in the moment doing the right thing. It can kind of be, you can borrow that term and be doing the right thing. And, and, and what you're saying is in a very, in very uh, intense way is that part of the encouragement when we come to this world uh, to strive on the journey towards being a tzaddik, is the ability to operate within that space where there are no definite qualifications. There's no absolute qualifications, meaning in the sense that like something is, there is something that's at tzaddik, right? Somebody's at tzaddik. There's a level called tzaddik, right? There's a level at which a person overcomes of their, their evil inclination or whatever, you know, we'll, we'll discuss that I'm sure later, but there's a level at which someone overcomes their challenges and they are now at the level called tzaddik. And then even that level has many levels, but there's, a, there's a separation between a tzaddik and a non tzaddik, right? So there's, there are absolutes, but at the same time, what you're saying is that part and parcel of the human journey is that the awareness that there are absolutes, but there is also a measure of unknown. Right, and that's what you were saying before with the two walls and the present and the past. I I, I added that, not you, but but uh, I, I did not to just don't want to put words in your mouth, right? So so that and that part of it seems to me what you're saying is part of coming to terms with my own sense of 
human beingness is that ability to operate in that space of the unknown, that ability to kind of be, uh, to experience failure and to, and to acknowledge when I've let myself down and to be able, if, if the whole world sees me as righteous or a good guy, I can see my, still see myself as a sinner because because maybe even though I did the right thing and I had the right intention, but maybe there was a motive underneath that wasn't perfect, or maybe I know the insides of what's going on, or maybe there's a subtlety that I missed, or maybe there's something I could have done better that would have sent things in a different pathway. And that everything is not absolute. And that life is not absolute. Like the experience of life does not operate within the absolute. It operates within that space of present, within that space of vainness. I just want to, Yes, but I just want to clarify one thing. Okay. The looking at judging yourself is, is, is fundamentally different from what I said and what you repeating, you know, what, you, what I think you, what you what I, it's maybe I sounded like I was saying. Javadan Melech listened to this. He says, you always look at yourself as a Russia. There are two ways of doing it. One is you're always judging yourself. You're like, you know what? I'm bad guy, you know, like I should, I should, there's a way of doing it. But then, but that's not what he said. It's part of the promise of being a tzaddik. It's, it's a tool because you have so much more. It's an upward way of looking at it. Not a doubt. You look down, you're guilty. No, you, you did good. You, you're not guilty and you shouldn't look at guilty. You know, you, people analyzed it and you shouldn't be broken up. And it's not that you should be broken up because you, it's done. It's fine. Everybody says, that you're not guilty, you're not guilty. But when you look about from upwards, what, what life wants, what God wants from us, it's not enough to, to stay on a level, any level. Any level is not good enough. It's gonna, it's gonna hold us down. And therefore, it's, that's why it's part of the promise. How do you reach to, to be a tzaddik in the term, when I, I'm using the term tzaddik here, is to overcome the next challenge. How do you keep that? Is because you never, you're not, you know, there's much more. You know, you're not buying into this. Like everybody tells you, you're good. It's not good enough. Not because it's bad, just because there's so much more that has to be done. Very much like coming to the Rebbe. Anytime someone came to the Rebbe had this experience. Rebbe, I just uh, opened up a Chabad house somewhere. Yeah, was, that's excellent. What about the other side of town? There's Jews over there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. At one point, you look at the first, uh, guy. Uh, I just wrote the safer. Never, you know, this is very nice. But what about the halacha? You can make the second volume because it has. You can add more. So at one point, you feel like you know. I wish I had much more recognition. But the truth is, after when the person opened up a second chabad, he made another safer and he added, he added, and he looks back at his life. So the person who imagine everybody told him your book is amazing. Every time he goes to someone, everybody says your book's amazing. So he just lives on the nachas of that one book or that one business or one thing, and he just lives in it. And he just plateaus. If you noticed, in general, in all fields of science and literature, almost everybody that has accomplished something has accomplished it one time in twenties or early stages of their life, and they're just living off of that for the rest of their life. There's one book, one thing. In Yiddishkeit, they're the Chachamim, they never, they don't stop, they keep going, and they're Menucha, you understand? So it, to do that, you have to say, even if the whole world tells you you have a masterpiece, okay, that was yesterday, there's much more. If God gave God, God gave me much more. So if I made an impact on this book, I can continue, I need to continue. 
So it's not so much that, of course, from the negative point, but to to unpack the positive that we have that we have with this.